Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Okay, coming at you. It's a script shop. We got yourselves a new show right here. Coming up your way, we got more stacks of wax, more platter that matters. Coming right at you right now. Don't you touch that blibba da blow. You are literally so talented, I can't handle it. Hi, everybody. It's Jack from Script Shop. I'm so talented, she literally can't handle he it anymore. He works for a radio station. He's done it for years, and, and nobody that was a talks. Intro. Nobody talks that way. Nobody good talks that way, <laughs> nobody, is the thing. Nobody should nobody, talk that way. Well, um, it's very evocative. Good. If if I could, we should do a whole show in a style one day. Oh God, that sounds exhausting. That would be like a, a spinoff episode for us when yeah people when, do zombie when episodes people get tired or, of this shtick and we need to keep going. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we just start doing themed shows, talking in nineteen twenties slang or radio DJ voices. And- Ugh. Hey everybody, she's Allison. I'm Jack, and uh, this is Script Shop. Welcome to Script Shop. Whoop whoop. Uh, the show where we talk to writers about what they wrote. Where it came from, from from them, or I don't know where the, I'm going with that. But basically, what what a writer wrote, what it means. Jack, just take it from here. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep it right here on 99.9, The Sturge. Uh, writers, I really can't say what I'm trying to say, the thing I say all the time. We like to talk to screenwriters about their scripts and where their work came from and what it means to them and where their lives led them to to get to this place where they wrote the script that they sent to us that we're talking to them about. It's really, really special, and we get to learn all this cool, unique stuff about people, um, whether it's one person or two people. Which, in this case, it is two people. Our guests this evening are Hannah and Bing Bishop, who wrote a script called The Radio King. The Radio King. Which Hannah, I love. Hannah and Bing Bishop are a... Brother-sister writing duo, uh, The Radio King is an eight-page mental thriller (laughs) invoking sibling loyalty, family history, and some shadowy figures from the other side. And some pretty strong what-the-hellidness. Yeah, tons, because Jack and I were talking about our notes and how littered they are with exclamation marks and Mm -hmm. question marks and caps. This is a this is a really, for for the eight, eight pages, right? Yeah. For the eight pages that this is, it... Is so they're like it's, it, tight. it's it's off-putting enough where like it, yep. it, it's so efficient in how scary it is, in 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 such subtle ways, and it's a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun reading this it's, script. It is evocative. Like, it is the stuff it doesn't say. Yeah, allows your imagination to just draw on all of your own personal yes nuances, and so all of a sudden you're like, who is this Radio King? Is it a Game of Thrones character? Is it Freddy Krueger? Right. Is it who is this guy? Uh, folks, if you've written a script, whether it's scary or not, we would love to read it, and you can send it to us by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit, or we are taking your submissions now. Oh, there we go. There goes the car. Oh, there it goes again. It's the... It's that's the car that's driving on the film freeway, and we are taking your submissions on filmfreeway.com. That's right. So get on there, <laughs> send us your scripts. We really, really, really <laughs> want to read them. <laughs> if you're online, also check us out Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can find us, friend us, and follow us. And by follow us, we mean just talk to us and become nice, lifelong friends. Yeah, let's just have some pleasant interactions online, let's shall be, we? Let's be internet pen pals yeah, for the sweet. rest of our lives. Oh, God. That's like some kind of sentence. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's some kind of sentence about some kind of sentence. Yes, you know it really saying. is. I see what you did there. I see. I see. In addition to social media, uh, folks, we are also on Patreon, which means we would be taking your uh, your patronage, your financial donations, if you were at all interested in supporting the show, even in little itty bitty tiny ways. That's a uh, that's an incredible thing, and you know we know how tough uh, it is with money and how you, spending dollars on things you care about really means a lot. And yeah. if you could do that with this show, we would love that. Yeah, we. You know what? As a tangent, we love supporting the arts. We are technically the arts. Back off of the tangent. Listen, if this ain't art, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Folks, we've been doing this for a while. Life imitates art. <laughs> Here we are, still wasting away. Keep going. <laughs> and I tried. You're going to see this I through. I tried to make sense of something I say all the time. Why would I just drive off the the highway of my mind right now folks the funniest thing is so we usually don't do any like pull back the curtain stuff and i'm usually not a fan of that because it makes people feel like they're missing out on what the show actually is but in this case before we got going on the recording and we were saying hi to hannah and bing uh allison for sure let them know that as of tonight as we are recording this interview she is just weeks away from giving birth t minus 21 days and there was a warning about sometimes i say things and they don't make any sense and it's like as soon as i said that the gate has opened yeah yeah you cursed yourself yeah i did i really did so well, let's see what happens in the interview here. Let's get some help here. And, uh, Maybe bring, I'm the crazy one. Let's bring Hannah and Bing in to bail us out of this conversational quagmire that we're stuck in. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm so proud of the fact that we've got both of Hannah and Bing who are in two different physical locations, and we've been able to technologically figure out how to Skype them in at the same time. This doesn't happen all that often on the show, and I'm hella proud about it. <laughs> yes. yes. Me the the wonders of the internet. <laughs> So where are you two calling us from? Yeah. So um, I'm, oh I'm boy, here we go. Houston, Texas, um, and Hannah. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so are you guys Texans originally, or California Californians originally? <laughs> we're, we're Texans originally. Um, both born and raised here. Um, I go to school currently, at the University of Georgia all the way on the East Coast, and Hannah lives out in L.A. right now. So even when it's, you know, school time, we're even more separated than we are right now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, definitely coast, but different ones. Um, I'm in Texan yeah. myself, just FYI. I fucking love Texas. I, I, yes. I, I love it. <laughs> as, a, as a true Texan would say. Yep, everything's bigger and better in Texas. <laughs> so, sure. Hannah, if you're out in Los Angeles, are you out there specifically for film-related reasons? I am. I moved here. Um, it's coming up on a year in February. Uh, yeah, to pursue acting and writing and directing. And how's that been going so far over the last year? As you might expect, the first year would go. Okay. All right. <laughs> I uh, I was working. I graduated in 2016, and I majored in communications and minored in theater. And I was working in the communications world for a couple of years. And then I decided to take the sensible route and quit my job and quit everything and <laughs> move to L.A. with nothing. <laughs> I mean, when when is a better time to do it before you like, yeah. you got to do it while you can, you know, while right. there is an opening there. Yeah. Uh, so and then uh, conversely, Bing, are you going to school for film related studies? No, so I'm going to school for finance and international business. Um, and then literally just this past semester, actually with the start of the Radio King, I realized that I too want to drop everything I've learned in finance <laughs> and all my college studying and everything. 
go out to Los Angeles and see what I can do. Your so. your your sister is a terrible influence on you, clearly. Exactly. And, and our parents are so proud. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course, from a financial standpoint, going into a freelance economy makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of course. Bing, what did you say, sweetheart? You're go- wait. What you're leaving international finance and you're going to join movies? I don't think this phone connection's very good. <laughs> Sorry. So, Bing, when are you heading out west? Uh, so I have another year and a half um, at UGA. I'm actually going to be studying abroad this upcoming semester. I have an extra month of Christmas break right now. Um, so after, after I graduate, just going to take the plunge, maybe the month afterwards. So we'll see. That's cool. It's so lucky, though, that you do already have somebody that you're close with. For that sure. You, have working Definitely. relationships with in LA. So I assume Hannah, you're going to show him the ropes and teach him how not to make a fool of himself in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> I don't know about the not making a fool of yourself part, but, <laughs> but I'll try. <laughs> so when did you guys start working together as uh, writers, screenwriters, production um, partners, etc.? Well, I would say uh, you know started as really young kids you know our mom used to pull us out of school early on friday afternoons to go see the new harry potters and you know all those great movies and our love of movies started at that point um and it kind of just grew and grew i mean you know our family tradition is hey we have nothing else to do let's just go watch a movie you know um so we've always just been huge movie buffs and just this past semester for me so this past fall semester in school and you know this past fall for hannah we kind of were thinking, hey, like, you know, this has been something we've always been really passionate about, something we always wanted to do. Why don't we just do it, you know? And that was kind of where the Radio King came in. This was our first script, our first attempt at it. And we just kind of said, hey, let's just throw some stuff down on the page and see what happens. And it came out to this. So That's crazy. That, that, and I mean that in, like, the best possible way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. And you know, initial drafts of the script. We didn't even know anything. And luckily I have a roommate who works in the industry as well. And she reads a lot of scripts and I gave it to her and she was just like, yeah, what is this? (laughs) And I'm so (laughs) thankful for that. And then we went and did our research and, you know, learned how to write a script and everything. And then came the Radio King. So yeah. What do you think were the top things you learned when trying to learn how to write? I think formatting was, I think the ideas we, we really have set, um, and I'm glad, you know, that we are siblings and we have the same background, so we're really on the same page and have the same vision for things. For us, the challenge was just getting, you know, the formatting down and, you know, how scripts are supposed to flow. Did you guys, because of the the distance between you, did, were, were you in the same room writing this together? Or was it like one of you would work on a, a scene and then send it to the other one and say, hey, make some tweaks to this? What, what in the world process do you have when you're on opposite ends of the country like that? It was just exactly like how you said on that second end. You know, I'd, I'd write a little bit of something, send it over to Hannah. She'd be like, oh, I like this, don't like this. She'd edit it, send it back to me. You know, unfortunately, the program that we have, we can't collaborate at the same time. So everything had to be done, you know, individually, then send it to the other person and then send it back, hmm. you know, so. Um, so that's a process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, do you think having that extra space made you, like, sit in your thoughts a little bit more or, or was it a problem? No, I wouldn't say it was a problem. I definitely think it actually helped um, because in those times where it was like, you know, I could be working on it at midnight on my side of the coast 
you know, nine o'clock Hannah's time. And I'd be like, well, all right, I'm going to finish this up, send it over to her and then sleep on it. Wake up the next morning, be like, oh, you know, I just thought about this as soon as I woke up. Now, let's see, you know, what Hannah texted me when I was asleep, you know. So it actually kind of worked out because we were able to just, you know, let our minds think about it and see what could come up with it. And then came to this. So how long did it take you guys to write this? Uh, maybe a week. Mm-hmm. I'd say it sounds like a fast <laughs> yeah. and furious passion project between the two of you. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It, it was pretty quick. It was pretty pretty quick turnaround. So you're beginning this process of you know making a real push to become working in the industry in some way, and you're starting out and trying this whole thing where hey guys, let you know, hey sis, let's write a script. Okay, bro, let's give this a whirl. And you you come up with a script that you sent us called The Radio King, uh, which is about mm-hmm. these two brothers that are dealing with uh, the aftermath of their father having having gone, for lack of a better word, gone crazy and killing his girlfriend and their child and then taking his own life. And the brothers are dealing with like the it's like the anniversary aftermath of it. And the one brother is hearing voices and starting to think that I wonder if I have the same problem that maybe dad had. And just in a general setup, that's the the, the script and things then take a very horrific turn from there. But mm-hmm. where in the world does this idea eat? Where does this germinate from? Where does this yeah. start at? <laughs> so this originally all came down from this one poem that we referenced at the beginning of the script by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Um, so I'm taking German classes in preparation for my study abroad. And we got this poem in our German class. And it's, you know, talks about this Erkonig, this elf king um, speaking to... Uh, these people in a forest. Um, and I showed that to my sister and my mom because we've always loved really creepy stuff. And like, wow, this is really creepy, but like really cool, you know? And that was like, that was, I mean, that was like two years ago that we saw this. And then when we got to writing out a script, you're like, when, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to, what idea are we going to take? And we thought back to that poem. We're like, well, that's kind of interesting. How can we adapt that poem that was written in the mid 1800s to a 2019 version you know and that's kind of what this became yeah Hannah, what was your if your brother was the one that had the script introduced or the the poem introduced in like german class and then he comes to you with this thing and then maybe branching it into an idea where are you on like the receiving end of all this oh i love it i love it all we (laughs) we grew up you know with all kinds of we loved the weird and the creepy things and so when he showed us this poem we were like this is awesome and there's actually a YouTube video with it and with the, um, like an illustrated, it's like a stop motion, I think, uh, kind of cartoon that goes along with it. And it's just so interesting and, and creepy. And I, I just loved it. And we wanted to modernize it and just make it something that, you know, would be applicable to today. And Riley is actually, I mean, Bing is actually also <laughs> a, um, a DJ. And so that's kind of where we got the whole you know, through the radio aspect. Ooh, that the, oh man, that's so uh, creepy. So Bing, are you doing stuff at like the campus radio station? Yep, 90.5 WOG, I'm a DJ. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love that the radio king, the because cre- I was like, okay, what is the radio aspect of this? Is mm-hmm. this something in his head? Is it really coming through the radio? Right. Um, and knowing that it is actually coming through the radio is cool. Let's read this mm-hmm. poem. Let's read the poem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, can you guys pronounce that German word, the elf, the uh, Earl? Yes. So yeah. it would be er, Erl Koenig. Erl Koenig. Okay, I'm going I'm to give it a whirl here. Okay. Let's see uh, what we get. 
Um, my father, my father, and dost thou not hear? The words that the Erlkonig now breathes in mine ear. Be calm, dearest child, tis thy fancy deceives. Tis the sad wind that sighs through the withering leaves. Yeah, so just this voice that's whispering weird things into your into your brain, yeah? yeah. It's exactly, exactly. Kind of like a siren, like come over and lay down mm-hmm. peacefully and let mm-hmm. me kill you. Jump out, of the, <laughs> jump out of the boat, sailors, it's cool. <laughs> it's safe down here, we promise. <laughs> oh man, this is nuts. Okay, I have a couple of questions. Are you guys each other's only siblings or do you have other siblings as well? Nope, just us two. So, okay, I mean, the whole sibling dynamic here, you two as writers, you two as collaborators, Mm -hmm. that's very much mirrored in the story where these brothers, their names are Matthew and Mark, and you get the sense that they're close or they could be twins or something like that. How important was this sibling dynamic as you were writing? You know, it's interesting because we have, such a good sibling relationship so it was fun to kind of put in these they're not quite estranged but you know they're not that close you know after the trauma of their father and everything they grew apart and you know Matthew went on a better path than Mark did and you know they're reuniting to go visit their mom who moved away who who just got engaged and so this is kind of like the first time they're going to be together and spending a lot of time together. And so there's definitely a lot of tension between them. So the, so they're, they kind of have this inciting incident that they're going to celebrate the mom and that's bringing them back together, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What is it that starts making the voices pop up? So it's the anniversary and uh, like it says earlier in the script, Mark uh, – here's this voice, you know, during, you know, especially times when, when he's down and, you know, now that it's the anniversary of their father's death and his murder, suicide, um, you know, he's hearing the voice again and it's just, we kind of, it's not really, uh, a moral commentary, but, you know, Matthew, you know, he's stronger. He went on a better path. Um, and Mark just didn't do that. So he, we kind of thought of him as more vulnerable and therefore more susceptible to being influenced. And the Radio King sees that. And so he takes advantage of that vulnerability and, you know, targets Mark. Mm. And then, you know, going back further to, so the father would have been affected by this same voice, just as this father's father and the father before mm-hmm. him. So this this Radio King has attached himself to this male lineage of the family. And, you know, some some males are better about it, you know, just like the older brother. Maybe he's just not as affected. But you would have to assume that he would have the same temptations from this voice as his brother did, as his father did, you know. But then maybe some of them are just a little bit more weak. And so their father, you know, when he goes through this divorce, he has a girlfriend, he has a second kid, grows weaker and weaker so the voice can take over him more and more. Hence to the murder-suicide, you know, and then now to the present day of the two brothers driving in the car. Now you have the second brother who's just a little bit more affected by it, you know, so he's getting weaker and weaker. And so it kind of plays off of, uh, is this really happening to them? Is it not really happening to them? You know, is it just happening to the one brother? Is it happening to both brothers at the same time? That's kind of more things you can explore in a in a longer version of the script in terms of the realm like this universe why does the why does the radio king attach to this family so our 
<laughs> yeah, so going even further back in the backstory, um, in this fictional town that we created of nowhere, Massachusetts, uh, you would have to assume that their great-grandfather, these brothers' great-grandfather, lived in this town of nowhere, which is, you know, maybe a, a thousand-person town, 700-person town, you know, very small stuff. Um, and this father got into this occult, ritualistic-type stuff with his friends, you yeah. know, because they're living in a small town. They're not really much else to do <laughs> besides, you know, go into the occult. Then worship uh, the Dark and, Lord. As yeah. one does. Obviously. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, this, this Fart scrapbooking with his occult friends, you know, maybe did they, did they bring this Radio King to themselves through a ritual, or maybe was the Radio King a sacrifice of somebody in the cult who is now taking vengeance on this male lineage, you know, of this family, you that know, that's fun. again, more stuff you explore. Yeah. That sounds really fun. So there's, there's almost like maybe a curse element to all this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, and then, and that also sort of makes me think just because of the, the nature of how horror stories can be a little more, let's say overt with, with, with metaphor and maybe, you know, mm-hmm. saying something through a lens of, of, of horror and, and, and supernatural thrills that, that apply to a real life sort of thing. Is, is there any sort of conscious, element of like you know the sins of the father being revisited on children or a family being you know feeling like it just can't ever get its get its act together is there anything like that that's purposely in the script definitely you know one of the really big things and it's not so much explored in the physical wording you know maybe more in sights and sounds in a in a film um but would be the idea of choice um we both love the idea of choosing between evil and good and, you know, even if you have this external force that is constantly bombarding you, you know, with these evil thoughts, these evil actions, you know, murder your girlfriend, murder your little child, you know, um, you still have the choice to say no to that. You know, you can still have the willpower to say no, just as the older brother did. But this younger brother just doesn't necessarily have the, the willpower to say no, you know, so it really comes down to choice in the end of it. Um, what if the voice, like, now I'm in this world, I'm just thinking about it. Oh, boy. But, like, what if, you know, he says the older brother has the opportunity to say no to it, but the voice changes mm-hmm. and, become like, changes tactics mm-hmm. on people. Yeah. That that would be so creepy if all of a sudden, like, one of the, the older brother has this voice that's a confidant, like a false confidant yep. or something. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely something that we'd be thinking about, you know, and the Radio King if it's this vengeful spirit or if it's just a, a demon brought by this, through this ritual, you know, it's going to use its tactics, you know, just like how you watch a movie like Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves, you know, the devil doesn't appear as this big, scary monster with horns. He might sometimes, but other times he's just going to be a really nice fellow, mm-hmm. you know, who shows up and asks you how your day is. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's just how this voice takes his different tactics to get to what he wants. Very unassuming. Um, why mm-hmm. did you guys choose to set this in Massachusetts? There's a lot, so much backstory that we didn't really get into into the script. Um, but so we first came up with actually the brothers' names. We just liked the, the double M's. We liked their names. And then we were like, you know, these kind of sound like biblical names. Right. And then their last names are kind of like, you know, maybe Irish or something. So then we're thinking like these Irish Catholic and then we're thinking like the Northeast and we we were like, oh, you know, maybe like Massachusetts. That sounds like a really good place for them to be. And then we were thinking about 
their drive and, you know, the, the amount of time it would take uh, for them to get to where their mom is. And so we just, it, a lot of things came into it and we just were like, okay, Massachusetts. And then we wanted them to be very rural. There are some rural parts of Massachusetts. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how okay. it came to it. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, creative instincts firing off left and right here, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. So let's go ahead and read what we're going to read from this script and get some creepiness out into the world. Yeah, get ready, folks. You're about to get creeped the heck out. So, listeners, we're actually going to read the end of the script for you. So if you don't want any spoiler alerts, just hit pause. Just tough it out. You'll be fine. (laughs) Don't hit pause. Don't skip ahead. Just tough this out. This is 2020, Jack. He's saying, buck up. Assholes. Just deal with it. You'll be fine. Listen at your own risk. Uh huh. There you go. Listen at your own risk. The thing is, is that the end of this story is just so much fun that we absolutely had to yeah, share it. This here. is the best part. So we're going to start on the bottom of page five. I'll be doing action headings. Jack is going to play Mark. Bing is going to play Matthew, and Hannah is going to be playing the unknown voice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so up to this point in the script, uh, these brothers are on this bit of a road trip. They're going out to visit mom. It's the anniversary of when dad did this awful thing. And the younger brother, Mark, has been, they've been listening to the radio. And the younger brother, Mark, has been like just sort of hearing this voice like saying weird stuff to him. And at first, he sort of thought it was coming through the radio. and But like he asked his brother, he goes, did you hear that? And the brother says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So they've since like stopped off at a gas station. And this is them leaving the gas station after like another incident of Mark like hearing this thing and he's he's terrified that he's maybe going down the same path that their dad might have gone down. So uh, here we go. I'm going to take it away. Interior car moving later. Mark is fidgety in the passenger seat while Matthew drives. Are you sure you don't want to talk? Actually, I, I do. Okay. Shoot. <sighs> it's going to sound crazy. I, I mean, it is crazy. I think I am crazy. Dude, we're brothers. You know you can always talk to me. What is it? I I hear voices. I, I hear a voice. I, I've heard it before, a while ago, but I'm hearing it again. I, I always do it around this time or, or when things are going bad. Is this about what you heard earlier? Part of it, yeah, but not just then. I heard it again at the gas station. Well, what does it say? <sighs> Look, I, I really don't want... Dude, dude, you can tell me. I don't know. It says... Static. I've always loved you. I can feel you against me. My daughters want you inside of them. What? Mark? No, 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 no. Mark starts to sway back and forth in his seat. He rests his head in hands and begins to cry. Hey, I'm going to pull over, okay? Just hold on. If you won't come by choice, I will take you by force. Mark gasps, (laughs) looks over at Matthew. It is not Matthew anymore. You're coming with me. Unknown voice as Matthew Morrison reaches over and grabs Mark. Mark fights back. No, you're not going to take me. Mark begins wrestling with actual Matthew. Matthew is losing control of the car. You're going to make me crash the car. Mark punches Matthew. Headlights close in on a tree. Interior, exterior, car crash, night. Hazards flash. Smoke floods from the engine. Mark slowly comes to consciousness, lifting his bloodied head from the dash. That falling apart dash that somehow managed to stay together through the crash, he looks over to see Matthew unconscious, or worse, dead. He must get help. He starts to make his way out of the car and stumbles to the ground. He looks up to see feet, legs. Oh, God. You're mine now. Matthew flutters open his eyes and sees the radio king reaching for Mark. 
he opens his mouth to scream. The end. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's so messed up. Like, just, you know, sitting alone in an apartment, maybe with not that much lighting on and reading that, is <laughs> off-putting at best. <laughs> and that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> I love, love, love that the Radio King is just a voice for so long. Yes. And then at the end, there's an actual Freddy Krueger esque yep. Radio King. <laughs> and the other brother sees him. He, like, the, the, Doubting one sees yeah. him. That's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, yeah. the um, you know, you're you're working in college radio, uh, Bing, and just the, the way you guys sort of have chosen to go with so much of this being a voice in somebody's head, and just there's such uh, there's such an there's such an intimacy of listening to someone's voice. I mean, that's 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 so much of what radio is, is that it's just the simplicity of this voice that's talking to you. It's why podcasts are as big as they are, because it's based on this idea that you're being talked to by this thing you're just listening to, and there's, a, there's, an, there's an innate sense of intimacy that just comes with hearing this voice talking to you. And, that, and in a horror context, that's, that's so scary. Yep, definitely. Um. So what do you guys want to do with this story? There's obviously this big past. This is obviously the beginning of something else because you have, you know, Matthew seeing the Radio King grabbing Mark. What what is what do you want to do with this? So we actually did film this um, and we did put it out to the interwebs. um, And, you know, it was our, our very first directorial debut you know, it's no Palm d'Or winner, but we were quite proud of it for being our first time. Um, and, you know, we, we really just wanted to put it out there because we believed in the script and we believed in how we could film it, you know. Um, and from that point on, I mean, it's really just a matter of, hey, if Hannah and I do make it out in Hollywood somehow, some way, you know, against all the odds and, you know, the stars align correctly, maybe this is something we can revisit when we get to that point and maybe – you know, develop into a feature length film because we both believe there's enough story, backstory and future story for that to happen. So, well, so wait, so this is a whole other set of questions then, because, you know, we were talking about your guys writing process of being in separate physical places and sending versions of the script and scenes and whatnot back and forth. But now if you're talking about production, how did that work with, with distance and involving other people and everything else, Hannah, how did that start out? Lots of very long phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, working out the time difference and everything. But, you know, it, it worked out. Like like I said, we work so well together just because we worked on just developing this backstory. So we really, like, had such a clear vision of what we both wanted to see from this. Um, and we actually filmed in Athens where Riley was. And Riley was filming. Uh, so I wasn't there physically, but I was, you know, on the phone constantly. This is what I want to see. Are we still doing this? We agree on this. So That must have been grueling for you yeah. to not be there. It was a bit. <laughs> it was. But, you know, it worked out. And I'm really happy with it. And, you know, we actually uh, just filmed. We wrote and filmed our second uh, script and the second time we were able to be together. So that was really nice and I hope we can do more of that in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, that's extremely good. Uh, Bing, from your end out there, being there on in the production a little more directly or physically, mm-hmm. personally involved, uh, was there any sort of fundraising element? How did you assemble your, your cast and your crew? Any of that stuff? Yep, so thankfully at UGA, uh, part of our 
uh, tuition goes to funding, you know, our technology fee. Um, and that technology fee includes cameras, um, you know, sound stuff, uh, editing stuff. And so UGA gives us that stuff and it's really nice stuff. You know, I, I filmed the film on a Canon T7i with a nice little road microphone, um, used Adobe Premiere Pro in our uh, editing lab at the school for completely free, although I guess paid for it through tuition, you know, but um, still free in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my buddies uh, just to be Matthew and Mark. I got one of my other buddies to be the dad in the beginning, you know, so it's just really, um, it was like literally a zero budget film. You know, they we worked between them having a test and homework and all that other stuff. And it was like, all right, this is the exact only night that we can film. And if we don't get everything done this night, then yeah. it's just not going to be done. Um, so we, we filmed it in maybe like, I don't know, five hours from like seven to midnight, something like that. Oh my gosh. Just drove around some Athens back roads and found some really weird shady place. Like, oh, this is perfect. Let's do it here. So that's kind of how it became. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. That's super cool. Five hours. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how- then the more recent production wasn't quite as uh, harrowing? <laughs> no, it, it was not. Uh, thankfully, we were able to be... Actually, it's it's titled Grandmother, so we were at my grandmother's house, or both of our grandmother's house, um, featured our real grandmother, you know, so we were able to all be there and just, you know, sleep there whenever we were done filming for the day, and then wake up the next day, get some breakfast from our grandmother, and then go back to filming, so. That sounds like a pretty nice way to start a production day, to yeah. have, like, a grandmother serving you breakfast. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. The- it was a very nice setup. <laughs> Before you kill her off in the film. I was going to say, yeah, was grandmother exactly. a horror story, too? Yes, it is a horror story. But grandmother actually is the good one in that story. So, oh. a savior type, mm-hmm. perhaps. <laughs> I hope. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. So, do you guys have any thoughts about writing out the rest of the story just to have it prepped and ready in case somebody does want to talk to you about it? Hannah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've been. Once we started this one, though, we just ideas kept coming out and we've written maybe like 10 other scripts since then. And um, we just keep moving forward. But this is still I mean, we have it on the back burner and we're we definitely have plans to expand it. So we haven't yet, but definitely the intention. I'm always curious about when people do like specifically like horror and or like violent things and maybe more than one in a row, like the, the challenge of writing and coming up with maybe or if even just feeling obligated to come up with more messed up ways to have a monster or to have somebody, you know, get killed on on screen or anything like that. <laughs> do you guys have like a, a list of messed up things that you want to do in a movie? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a list, but I would just say <laughs> that, you know, we've like I've, like we've said, we've literally seen every single horror movie in the book. It feels like, you know, that's just our family tradition to sit down and watch a film and specifically horror films. So we have, you know, it's like Quentin Tarantino says, you know, he steals from every other director ever, you know, whenever he makes a film. And so it's kind of that's how we're not stealing, you know, but we're just we're thinking, hey, we had this movie that we watched 10 years ago that was kind of a cool idea yeah. how do we take that and change it or how do we do something different how do we do something unique you know it's just kind of a collective memory bank that we have so hannah do you have a list oh yeah and and we're we're just horror nerds <laughs> we love everything in the genre horror <laughs> from podcasts to films to our own personal experiences <laughs> um so yeah that's the the we love working in that world we feel very comfortable in it you know we have lots of uh, fucked up ideas in our head. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it sounds like you're working well, in the right industry. 
<laughs> yeah, you have the normal amount of messed up thoughts in your head. It's perfect. Exactly. Right. Exactly. right. <laughs> well, if somebody's interested in getting in touch with you about all of these awful ideas you have <laughs> what's we the didn't scare you away <laughs> what's the yeah, best exactly. way for them to get in touch with you uh so we have all social media um we our production company is called a fatal fame productions um and that's on instagram twitter and facebook or people can email us at info at a fatal fame productions um, or maybe find even our personal Instagrams, Bing Bishop, Hannah Bishop, and we're all out there. We're we're always willing to take anything that we can get. So that's great. Okay, thank you guys so much for making the time to come on the show tonight and share these creepy, creepy thoughts. Yeah, we love it. That's super cool. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank guys. you for having us. We really appreciate it. Good luck, guys, working with the distance and, and keeping uh, yeah. keeping producing things. That's that's uh, that's extremely cool. You guys have a, a unique thing going. I think. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Well, there we go. There we go. It was Hannah and Bing. That was cool. Yeah. Brother, sister. I, crushing it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got a, you've got a lot of siblings. Totally. I've got a sister. I, I, I've, you know, done things with my sister. We did a lot of, like, theater and stuff growing up, but I can't imagine, like, writing a terrifying horror script with her. Man. I mean, Kristen, when she lived here, she worked with me a lot on Texkin. Yeah. You know, but it was different because she was a bit younger, and we weren't true collaborators yet. Right. But, you know, these two, growing up together, He's still in school. She's out sharing passions, sharing hobbies, all kinds of cool stuff. That's extremely cool. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you have shared some passions, shared some hobbies, and uh, that's turned into some kind of a script for you and a story that you've told, you should send it to us. And you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit or we're on filmfreeway.com. <laughs> Olive will do beep, beep. She loves the <laughs> wheels on the bus song. She'll beep, beep and open the doors and move on back. Move on back. This is like the only way we can close out this interview is with sweetness here. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need to balance things out a, a little, little bit. Tell me stories about your sweet little girl. My daughter. Well, anyway, um, if you would also like to tell us stories about your sweet child, send in those scripts. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing that, also get online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Script Shop Show. And you can tell us stories about your cute kids because I'm, I'm here for them, quite frankly. I'm here for them. Yeah, sure. I could be here for that, too. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Script Shop Jack. And I'm at your best. Westy Westy. Guys, thanks so much. Please, if you could, tell a friend about the show. We would love to try to spread the word about things and just, uh, you know, we're, we'd love to be able to grow this thing and that includes needing to grow the audience and uh, whatever y'all can do to help us with that, yeah. we would love that. Sign your friends up. Make them listen. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. They'll thank you later. Yeah, it's 2020 Jack here telling you what to do. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> All right, friends, until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening.